I am grateful to Keisha and Chris for having an Orange Socks interview with me. I appreciate their honesty and sharing their feelings about their experiences with their daughter Bree, who has Down syndrome. Keisha and Chris's story is unique because in addition to their five biological children, they adopted two other children with Down syndrome from the Ukraine. I know you're going to love listening to their wonderful story. Okay, so we um, had two daughters, typical healthy children, and then we had our third daughter and did not know anything was wrong until she was born. When she was born, I had her via C-section and I didn't think anything of it. When they showed her to me, I didn't really recognize any difference, but the nurses and doctors all kind of acted funny, I guess, kind of whispering in the corner and being a little strange. So they took her away and then brought her back in the recovery room. And that's when the doctor said, you know, I think your daughter has Down syndrome. And of course we were super emotional. And my husband said he knew right away when he saw her, you know, that she had something different. And so we were scared and that was, there was a lot of unknowns. Of course, the first thing that came in our mind was not all the good that she was gonna do, but we thought of all the things that she would not be able to do. I felt like that's all that I could think about was she's not going to do this and she's not going to do this and she's going to be different from my other girls and and worrying about all the what ifs Um, and her health of course was a concern she did not end up having heart problems um, so that was good for her and so we I don't know started that journey and found out pretty fast that it was not scary at all So I was pretty nervous about dealing with Down syndrome. I didn't know anyone before that that had disability really in my school, in high school. It wasn't really a common thing. Um, So that was all new to me. And I remember they took her away um, to the nursery for about 20 hours and I had a C-section so I couldn't see her for a little while. And that whole time I was just scared. Um, But then when they took me, finally let me go into the nursery to see her um, and they wheeled me up in the wheelchair next to her bed and and I just remember she was in this little incubator and she just wrapped her little finger around mine and I knew that it didn't matter what she had going on and it didn't matter the challenges that she was going to bring to our family or or for herself that we were going to be okay because there was something really really special about this little girl and and I could feel that from the first second that she held my hand and and so after that I really you know There was still a lot of emotion for those first few months, but we knew we were gonna be okay, that there was a reason that this little girl was in our life and and that she came the way she did, but we had no idea that it would turn out the way it has. So Chris, what were your thoughts when you realized that this baby had Down syndrome? It's interesting to remember back to those moments when you you find out that your child is, is different. I mean, the first thought that, that I had was, was just complete, you know, it was just overwhelming. It was, it was hard to even understand what that really meant. I, I, you know, didn't really know much about Down syndrome. I didn't really know much about the specific challenges. All I knew is that, you know, that was something that, you know, that, that was different and, and was, was going to be hard. I remember feeling very scared um, as a dad, especially how to you know, how, how was I going to protect this little girl? You know, how was I going to watch over her? When I know, when, you know, when I knew how growing up, how, you know, some of these kids 
were treated and things that were said, um, you know, at school and other places. So how was I, you know, how was I ever going to feel okay sending my little girl out the door, you know, into the world to to be made fun of? And and so that was that was hard as a, as a father to to try and you know kind of understand how that would happen. I think you know a lot of the the feelings the first few days of, of that were were. Um, we're centered around, you know, how, how can we fix this? How, how does this, you know, how can this be overcome? You know, I, I remember a lot of our family, you know, said things that, you know, that made, it, that made us feel like, oh, well, maybe this will just go away or something. And, and you quickly realize that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't go away. It's not something that, that just comes and goes. And so to, you know, to spend those next few weeks and months with my wife, you know, learning about what, what challenges we had in store was a scary time. It was, but it, it didn't take very long until we realized how how much she was just a baby. There there wasn't that much different about her when when she was home. She was she was a little baby, and she cried like a baby. She smiled like a baby. She cuddled like any of her other babies. And it was it, you quickly realized that life life goes on, and life is is more normal than than we ever thought it would be. So, uh, Keisha, what's what's been some of the challenges that you've had with with her? And we're, we'll talk about your other uh, children as well. Your, and, but but specifically, what what challenges did this bring you into your life? You have to change your idea of perfect and your idea of what the norm is. You know, you you have children and you think, okay, they're supposed to do this at this age, they're supposed to do this at this age, and it's supposed to look like this. And with Down syndrome, that's not how it is. She did all those things. She walks, she talks, she dances, all these things, but she did them in her own time a little bit different way. One of the things that I think was the biggest adjustment for me when she was really young was just trying to let go of that comparison of her typical peers are able to do certain things and she's not able to do those same things um, or in the same way and so that it's difficult and there's still I think it's gotten easier in some aspects as she's gotten older you know I've gotten more used to that or um, just kind of come to realize that she has her own normal but it doesn't it's still there I still have moments where you think, oh, this is hard. Why why should she have to struggle this way? You know, why is putting on her shoes and doing up her coat so hard for her when it comes so easy to a typical child? And so um, just challenges as far as speaking, um, harder time communicating, a harder time um, expressing her feelings. One, I think probably one of the biggest challenges for me as a mom to watch is when she can't express what's hurting her or what's bothering her at school. You know, if she comes home and she's having a rough day and she can't explain to me the scenario of what happened and why she's upset. And, and that's hard that you can't work through those things the same way as you can, you know, with my typical children. But at the same time, I think I just, there's so much about Brie that's so amazing that even those challenges have become part of who she is. And I don't know that I would trade it. So Chris, what's been the hardest thing for you? I mean, I, I think I think like Keisha said, most of the the challenges come in just the communication with them. Um, not not a, not always being able to to understand what they need or what you know what they what they're wanting or what you know what's what's the 
you know what's bothering them is 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 a challenge you know you always want to watch over your kids you want to you know make sure they're comfortable that they have what they need you know that they're not in pain or anything like that and, and some of those times not not knowing you know what they what what you know what they need is is the hardest thing I think um, but you know it, it's interesting that so many times whenever we talk with other families, whenever we talk to other people about Down syndrome and about our kids, it, the conversation is a lot driven on, on this, on challenges, right? On, on what, you know, what's so different and what's the hard thing about having these kids. And I, I often think like to myself, like what, I could sit here and talk to you for an hour about the challenges of each of my kids. You know, my oldest daughter, my second oldest, my youngest, you know, they have they have just as many challenges in their lives and every kid does. And so th the challenges are different because of the special needs. But it's not that, you know, it's, it's not like other kids don't face challenges. Right. It's just a different set of challenges. And so that's what, you know, we always try and talk about with with people is that you know no kid is has a perfect life every every kid struggles in in different areas of of school like you know i mean Bree and me in you know they have a harder time writing and, and and reading you know and doing math but i mean my other kids some of them are good at english some of them are good at math and other ones aren't and so you know it's 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 just interesting to you know to to look at all of your kids and say you know yeah, they all have challenges, but but the 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 beauty of of bringing me in the in Down syndrome is the benefits that we see as a family far outweigh the challenges that that we face. Along that line, then tell me about the joys. I mean, we we'd spend you know days talking about those, but Bree has always been someone in our family that she she's kind of the the peacemaker of our home. She's always had such a sweet, tender spirit. Um, she doesn't like when it gets loud and, and confrontational or, so she, she, she's always been, you know, the person that always is, kind of calms the, the mood of the house down. She, she's one that I, if you ever, you know, meet her, I mean, she'll be the first one to just run up and, and give you a hug. And we always talk about that, that if you're having a bad day, all you need to do is just come home and, and get a Brie hug because it just helps you feel better. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, some of the joys that it, it's, it's been an amazing journey the last 10 years since she was born in our family, you know, just um, a lot of the opportunities that we've had as a family have come because of who she is, because of the relationships that we've been able to form that, you know, often wouldn't have been formed. You can't really go many places with, with her, with any of our special needs kids that they, they don't meet someone that, you know, that we form an instant connection with. How about you, Keisha? What are, what are your joys? <laughs> yeah, the, what Chris said is definitely one of them that, you know, just that ability to let things go. Um, they've, Brie in particular, has really taught us about just loving unconditionally. You know, she doesn't, I remember when she was little, um, I had her at the park and she kept walking up to this group of, you know, big, they were working on like the plumbing system at the underground in the park and they were some big scary looking guys and I was like trying to keep her away from them and she kept insisting on going over there and she finally got away from me and and just walked up to this one particular guy and just gave him a hug and he kind of just looked at her like he was in this hole of dirt you know digging and and he just got a little bit tender-hearted you know looking at her and and she just smiled and walked off 
And she's just always had that ability to just know that somebody needs that for whatever reason. And so she, the joy of watching that and being able to live with someone that exemplifies that attribute is hard to express in words. I think it just continues to teach us what's really important. And you know, that we focus so much on things that are not what life's about. And she really just keeps us grounded and reminds us what life's really about. And so you guys have expanded your family too, and you had some adoptions. Why don't you tell me about your adoptions? Yeah, so after Bree was born, she was a couple years old, and we wanted to have more kids, and so we started trying to add to our family and had a couple miscarriages, and one was later on, really a harder one, um, our third miscarriage, and and after that, we, we kind of just thought, what is what are we supposed to be doing? You know, where's our family supposed to be going? We just felt like something was missing still, and so that was kind of when the adoption thought came to mind, but when we brought it up, you know, we thought, well, why would we adopt? We can still technically have our own children biologically. So we kind of, you know, pushed it aside a little, and as we started opening our minds to that a little bit, we found a picture of our now daughter, Mia, on the internet, and she was living in an orphanage in Ukraine. And I think one of the reasons that her story grabbed us was because she was the same age as our daughter who had Down syndrome. She also had Down syndrome, but she was given away because of Down syndrome. She was given up at birth just for that reason. As soon as her parents found out that she had that, they left her at the hospital and never looked back. And so she spent four and a half years in an orphanage, not being allowed to play outside, not being allowed to really even get out of a crib for very long, not being able to communicate or express her thoughts. And and as I look back at that, I think that, you know, not only did I immediately feel like she was supposed to be with my family, I also had an additional um, attachment because I knew what this meant, you know, that she had Down syndrome and that that could have been my child that was suffering and alone merely because she was a little bit different. And so had we not had Brie in our lives, we wouldn't have had those same connections to this little girl. So we adopted her in 2011 and brought her home. She, um, in Eastern European countries, when they turn four or five, they're transferred to, from the baby orphanage to an adult mental institution. So she was just a couple weeks away from, from that. And they decided to hold on to her because we were coming. So with her, it was really a, we really felt pressed to get to her, to keep her from, from that future. And so we brought her home in the summer of 2011 and a week later found out we were pregnant and it was twin girls. So we had, that made six girls. Um, we had a rough time with the twins. Um, they needed a life-saving surgery when they were in the utero. So at 20 weeks, um, they flew us to California for a surgery that saved their lives. They had something called twin-to-twin -twin transfusion syndrome, which meant that they were living off of, one was living off of the other's nutrients, and so they both would have died in a matter of weeks had they not been able to do this surgery. So here we had this new little girl from Ukraine trying to figure out what a mom and a dad and a family is, and 
Then I was put on bed rest for the next five months of that pregnancy, but it worked and the twins were born healthy and they're as lively as ever. And they're now five, almost five. They'll be five in a couple weeks. And then last year, so we thought we were good. We had six girls and two with special needs. And then last year we, I started to feel a little bit differently um, again and started to feel some feelings pulling me towards adoption. Um, and long story short, the, those feelings led us to um, another little boy in Ukraine. He was also given up at birth um, because of Down syndrome. And when we found him, he was 10 months old and living in an orphanage as well. Um, his story was a little bit different. Um, and we had a neat experience getting to learn more about his story and meet his birth mom when we traveled to get him. His birth mom would have kept him. And I remember she said to me when she, when he was born and they told her that she could not keep him, her husband said she had to choose between this child with Down syndrome and him and her other son. And mostly because of the culture there. There's not resources, there's not acceptance of any kind. It's really just black and white. If you have a child with Down syndrome or a special need, you give them to the orphanage. That's just, you know, how the, the thinking is. And so she had a really hard time with that. And, and she said, I kept thinking to myself, why didn't I know before that he had Down syndrome? And why didn't I know when I was pregnant with him? And, and she said, now looking back, I realized it was because I probably would have aborted him and not chose to keep keep this child and and to now see that he is so capable and that he has the chance to be in a family and she loved him a lot and and knew that she couldn't provide what he needed and so she left him at the hospital and prayed every day that someone would would come find him and so that's how we found him so Chris so you have two adopted children with Down syndrome and a biological one with Down syndrome. And you have, how many? <laughs> <laughs> no, four. <laughs> four. <laughs> All of a sudden I got lost I track know. of it. <laughs> Perhaps a loaded question, but um, what impact has the children with Down syndrome had on your family and your immediate family, as well as your extended family, and maybe even your, your friends? What's been that impact? Yeah, you know that's that is an interesting question because it's it, I don't know that I don't know that if we even know the impact that, that Bree has had on the world. Um, to us, I mean, you know, Bree opened our hearts and our minds about you know what Down syndrome was to the point where we chose Down syndrome two other times. You know, we chose to adopt. You know, Mia and Noah that had Down syndrome. You know that that affected our family a lot. It's um, it's been pretty neat to see, um, you know, the effect that, that they've had on on our immediate family, on our friends. Or we actually have a, a niece that has Down syndrome as well. And so, you know, our family is, you know, has a lot of experience with with kids with special needs. And and it's it's been really neat to see the you know the the other cousins and. The way they interact with them, the way they treat them, their acceptance outside of our home, I think has been, you know, very, very neat to see, like on our oldest daughters especially, to, they're old enough to understand a little bit more of, you know, than some of our younger kids, but, but just, just their acceptance of other people, 
no matter what their circumstances, is a lesson that I think every parent hopes to, to teach their, their kids. It's been pretty easy for us, you know, to, to teach them that. You know, we've had friends that have also decided to adopt kids with special needs by knowing, you know, who Bree and who Mia are. Um, you know, the, the relationships are, are countless that we've formed because of, you know, these, these children. And so that's why I say it's, it's, almost, it's almost hard to know how reaching their impact has been because of, you know, of, of all those relationships that we've formed, that we've had, and, and that we continue to have with, with friends because of, because of this diagnosis. So it's, it's been a wonderful journey. It's, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like most of the time we're just along for the ride. As, as parents that, you know, we just were, were here for, to enjoy where they take us, so. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. You know, I think, I sometimes think, well, what, what would my family look like or feel like if I didn't have the aspect of special needs? And it would just take away so much that, that is what makes our family um, who we are. And so many of the lessons that, like Chris said, you hope that you teach your children that their siblings are teaching them better than we could ever have hoped. And it's really just, you know, like we said with Bree, when she was born, we would have never guessed that we would then choose Down syndrome again and again. But that, you know, at that time we were almost praying that, that they would be wrong and that this diagnosis was not right. You know, we looked at her and thought, she doesn't look that different. Like maybe the test will come back wrong and, and they're wrong. And, and almost hoping for that. And, and it's almost hard to say that now, you know, to look back and think that you had those thoughts because I wouldn't trade it because of what it's brought to our family and, and to our lives. And it's just made it richer by having those different needs in our family. So I'm going to give you the last word. What advice would you give to a couple who find themselves pregnant with a child with Down syndrome or who subsequently found out after birth? What would you want to tell them? I'd want to hug them and tell them that they have no idea what a wonderful experience they're about to embark on. And that doesn't mean that there's not going to be challenges. But I would congratulate them and hope that they would see that it's a good thing, um, that it's a blessing, and that your lives are going to be better because of this new path. We, can I just say something? Oh, we, absolutely. So in, in our old neighborhood where we lived, there was, there was a little boy that had Down syndrome that we knew before Bree was born. We were good friends with our family, and he was, he was probably about 16 years old or so. Um, when Brie was born and and after after Brie came home and and I remember them they came over to visit us one day came in our house and and they had brought so the the mom and dad were there and then they brought one of their oldest daughters who was probably early 20s and she she when they walked in she immediately turned to her mom and said so are you gonna tell them or do you want me to tell them how lucky they are and it really is, you know, at the time we didn't understand that. But now I think we, we do we understand, you know, how, how lucky we were that, that Brie came into our lives.